This podcast is brought to you by Legacy Power. Gain insight from speakers around the country in essential areas of our lives. Each episode will cover various topics on productivity, family and friend relationships, physical and mental well-being, finance, leadership, and overall self-help. Welcome to another episode of the Become Podcast. Mitch, great Doug, to be with you. It's freaking awesome to be here and uh, appreciate all the listeners out there. Yeah, appreciate all the listeners. Grateful to be here. Appreciate what we're doing here. Um, try to become the best versions of ourselves, Mitch, right? Start with yep. ourselves, what we can control, yep. and then hopefully we can in- influence and impact uh, some of our listeners. You know, I think that's the whole goal is to is to add value to leaders, to reps, to people out there, to individuals that are trying to become better leaders, trying to become better Husbands, in, in fathers, mothers, yeah. daughters, children, grandparents, whatever yeah. it might be, yeah. how are we becoming? So we, we talk a lot about in our current roles, our current workplace culture, the word yeah. culture. Mm-hmm. Culture is a, is a, it's a hard thing to build, but it's also an easy thing to lose. You know, I think it, it yeah. comes and goes as quickly as the leader creates it or, or doesn't create it. Yeah, I think culture is is a default. It could be bad, and culture has to be designed by a very very definitively and by a planned effort. Yeah, we talk about it a lot. You know, do you have culture by design or by default? Right. You know, at home, I think about look in my family. Do we have culture by design, yep. or is culture just sort of happening and we're not planning it? Right. Does divine or uh, or default, you know, I've been a part of days where I've definitely had culture by default. Yeah, we all have. That's the point, Mitch. And we're all on the journey together. But but it is so critical to understand, you know, I had a, um, a former sales rep, Mitch, that um, contacted me. Uh, he was he was a sales rep for us in New England. And he took a job somewhere else. He ended up getting involved in software sales and kind of pivoted oh. industries. And uh, he called me about two years later and he said, Doug, I want to pick your brain. And I said, okay. And he said, I want to understand how you built the culture that you did. It's hard to duplicate and, good and, culture. And, and it was, it was this moment. And I said, hmm, interesting. Like, tell me more. What, yeah. what, what does culture mean to you? And he said something interesting. He's like, I don't know. It was the way I felt around everybody. I love that. Like, like it's interesting because you try to describe culture. He couldn't describe what it was, but he's just like, there was this thing called culture and it was like this feeling that I had. And I think we struggle to define what is culture because culture is communication. Yep. It's the way we are with each other. It's the way we communicate with each other. It's the expectations that we create both at family or at home. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the you know, how we discipline at home or how we discipline in the workplace. What if somebody says they're going to do something and they don't, what is the culture sort of reinforce? And it's the single most important thing to growing a business or having a successful family is identifying your culture. Yeah. It's driven a lot of times from the behaviors that we do. Our core values drive our behaviors and our behaviors reinforce core values. No question. And I think about my wife and I in our relationship, um, we've talked about this a lot where how do we 100% trust each other mm. that each of us are doing our part? Yep. You know, I've someone said to me once that it isn't you do 50 and you do 50. It's you do 100 and I do 100. 
It's both which, two feet which in. Which I think is playful out, right? Yeah. Playful out. It's, yep. it's, it's part of it. So totally on board. Because it's hard to delegate in, in that family dynamic. It's hard to delegate. Mm-hmm. You do the dishes and I watch the kids. Mm-hmm. Well, really it's you do the dishes and watch the kids and I'll do the dishes and I'll watch the kids. That's and it's, right. That's right. It's just all the tasks and all the things that you need to do in your work life, in your family life. It's all driven by how you are with yourself, how you see yourself, That's and right. how you see others. That's right. So there's a book that um, we both have read, Leadership and Self-Deception. So good. An amazing book. And I think what it teaches most is how to view others. Mm-hmm. How to view others, not as objects. Not as objects, yeah. But see as them as people. Humans. Human beings. They have fear. They, <laughs> they have excitement. They have emotion. They have all of these things, but how do I not see if, you know, it it talks about the boss and the secretary or whatever and how he was just seeing her as an object instead of saying, no, like we're all human beings. We all have fears. And when you can do that, there's respect and it's a great book. Yeah. And I, the, we believe in a set, uh, six key culture core value or leadership principles here, um, where we work and. Um, I think that book is a phenomenal book. Yeah. It's, I mean, if you totally haven't agree. read that book, that's like the next on the list. Totally. Audible agree. on the way home. Leadership commuting. and self-deception. It's a great book. Um, Anatomy of Peace is another one. Mm-hmm. Arbinger Institute. It's good. But those, those six key leaderships, uh, those six key leadership principles, um, playful out. And let's give some credit. Travis Anderson, my yes. culture coach. When For years, this guy has mentored me and coached me. He's done culture coaching around the NFL, in the NBA, college teams, all over. So he's, he's taught these principles, and I've taken them from him. So this, these are not mine. These are not yours. They may not even be Travis's. He may have got them from somewhere. But let's give Travis Anderson credit as a culture yeah. coach. Great. But they're Leader. all found in your hand, right? Yep. And, uh, you know, as you go through them, there are six key leadership principles. It starts with zero and then one through five, so six total. But the first one, Mitch, playful out, right? Yep. And playful out to me is one that I think is so missed. This, this, this represents passion, being all in. Uh, burn your ships. You hear the analogy of the military leader was yeah. going to invade. They burnt their ships because mm-hmm. they had to to beat the country. Mm-hmm. There was no escape route. That's that's playing full out. Yeah. It's it's going the you, conquistadors that that came over yes, with the ships. Yes, the, the captain it's, burned them. Burned them. Burned the ships as, as they were going, going to war. That we have to win. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's burn your ships and that mentality. So oftentimes people want to be successful. But they want to like, oh, I'll test this. Well, I test this and I test this and I test this. You're not playing all out. You're not no. you're playing full out. You're not all in. And I think like, hey, I'm, you know, in, in a sports analogy, like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to like go try to play football and I'm going to like uh, see if I can go and tackle somebody and I'll like kind of go halfway. Yeah. You're going to get killed. Yeah. You're, you're going to get like you're, you're going to get annihilated like – when you go in the ring, the boxing match ring or MMA or football or baseball or whatever sporting event yep. at home, if you're one foot in, one foot out on your relationship, you're not playing full out. Is your marriage going to be good? No, I don't, I don't think like, that's possible. What in life comes from playing half out? You know, like, you, like, 
it, you can mentally not be in it all the way, but you can physically be there going through the motions. That's right. And people can tell that. Oh, people there's can passion. Feel it. You can feel it. You yes, it, it. it's you can... an energy. Is and it, and it's this. It's like it's your heart. It's your yeah. soul. It's everything. I'm all in. And uh, man, I, you know, for listeners out there, whatever you're doing in your life, whatever you focus, whatever dreams and hopes, like, yeah. go play full out and play. The full outside brings joy. That's why I love the word play. It's fun. It's more fun. Building is energizing. It, it gives you energy. It, it gives you passion and conviction and it's fun. It's playing, you know? So yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it with people that, that we work with. They, you know, the, the successful, most highest producing uh, sales reps in the industry, yeah. in sales industry in general, they are in it 100% on the doors, on the phones, whatever the case may be. Um, they believe in their product. They believe in themselves. They believe in what they're doing. They're mm -hmm. passionate. Their whole their whole heart is in it. That's so right. I love play full out. Eat the whole pie. Mm -hmm. um, whether you're in your home, eat the whole pie there. You know, my wife and I, we have a commitment. We made a commitment. We, uh, I said, when I get home, I'm going to put my phone on the charger. It is a really, that's a really hard. I, I was honest with myself with her. I said, I'm addicted to my phone. Uh, and She's like, wow, that's the first time you were ever honest with yourself. No. She, yeah, she, seriously. And I, and I said, I'm going to put my phone on the charger and I'm going to, for the next, while I'm here, I'm going to play full out while I'm here. That's all awesome. she loved. And it's changed our relationship. It's changed with our kids. That's it, Mitch. Because you're really showing that you, your phone's more important mm -hmm. than them, yep. than your kids. They see that. And it's not the truth. It's not your intent. Sure. You're busy. You're working hard. But that's the perception. Yep. So what's awesome, the next Mitch. one? I got to do that. Thanks for helping make me better. Like, oh, <laughs> it's boy. hard. It is. It Try is. it. It's hard, but it's so worth it. The next one's like this. You put your finger up, you go clockwise, okay. you bring it down and you look at it and now your finger's it's going clockwise. going counter. It's switched yeah, directions. It's, it's counterclockwise. Uh, it didn't switch directions. Your perspective changed, right? And so th it's the symbol for respect different perspectives. And this one for me, Mitch, is all about this one single point where there are people, where there are people, which is pretty much everywhere, conflict will exist. Con conflict is a part of marriage. It's a part of the working environment. It's a part of any relationship. Like it's inevitable that it will happen. And our ability to resolve conflict is one of the most important I think one of the most important skills that we can learn how to do. Some are better at resolving conflict than others, but it's something that can be learned and people don't realize that. And the most important tool we can give somebody is this. It's respect different perspectives because if you come in and I've got a scenario with an employee, Mitch, there's an employee that decided that they were going to go to a competing location and, right. and um, you know, provide service there. And they're thinking about going to this, to this other, other company. And I could have gone in and been like, what the freak are you doing? Taking you it you idiot. Like taking it personal and like yeah. reacted from my, I've done so much for you. What is wrong with you or whatever? And like really called this person out. There's but, entitlement that could have been there. There's loyalty uh, issues. Yeah, there's like, trust. Like all of that. There's, and if you approach it that way, typically – it, it, it just speeds up the process of them going somewhere yeah, else. That, they that's realize. All, all it leads to. Yeah. Versus if you pause and you reflect and you zoom out and you say, 
this employee, what's going on in their life? Yeah. What's going on with them? What are they looking for? What are the things that they're not getting in their current structure? How can we pivot or shift? How can there be a solution? And you can get solution minded and be a producer rather than a consumer. Be somebody who's adding value instead of consuming value. And I think that's like really exciting to me to, to step back and say, okay, this respect different perspectives. Let's see it from their shoes. And I think it's so important to conflict resolution. And if, if you can do it, I think it'll help, again, marriage. It'll help relationships with kids. It'll help all relationships and in the workplace to be more successful. So one, one thing I noticed, because I, I think I know who you're talking about, is um, you asked a lot of questions. You asked a lot of questions, and you wanted to know the problem solution. And what you mentioned, problem solution finding, was so key in that conflict resolution that yeah. you, you, you engaged with questions that you were curious rather than furious. You were, mm-hmm. you were impressed in Got that Urban moment. Urban Meyer quotes going, too. You were impressed in that Love moment it. to ask questions about this person's life, yeah. what they're going through, what, um, what that person needed mm-hmm. in a, in a work yeah. situation. Yeah. I, cool. I think, I think that's, I think that's what's important though. You know, as we do this and we respect their perspective, yep. well, how do we find out? It leads to the very next one, which is this. And you, you go like this, you, two, two fingers to your eyes, like you're looking at somebody. Yeah. I don't think but you truly listen by that's right. doing this. Truly right? listen is the principle, right? And truly listen, listening happens, like you said, with your eyes, not your ears. And so being present and truly listening, asking, find out questions, and then listening to see their perspective is, that's just the next step. And that's why it's the next leadership principle. Yeah. You can really tell a lot and identify needs based on what they're doing when when they're saying, you know, you look at psychics, they, they are experts at reading micro expressions, (laughs) um, they just from a little bit of information, they can take that and run with it and almost predict futures based on what you just that little bit that you've said. So I think you, know, you look at really good leaders and they're really good listeners. Yeah. Yeah. They I, can kind of Jedi Jedi mind trick it and <laughs> tell what they what the other person needs just by a little bit of listening. And isn't that funny? A Jedi mind trick is to listen. Yep. It's that simple. Yep. And I'm, I feel loved when I'm listened to. Mm-hmm. Like when someone stops in their busy day, cause everyone's busy, right. everyone's going through right. some crazy stuff. You know, it's chaos for most people, everybody. Yeah. And if you, and if someone stops in the middle of the midst of chaos to listen to me, it really just gets me to stop and realize, wow, I'm, this guy cares or this person yeah. really cares about me. Yeah. That's awesome. So nothing better than feeling cared and loved love for so that's right so what's the next one we've got put your put your butt on the line yep. three fingers yep put your butt on the line so so we have a lot of lot of examples that we could pull from i think um one that i i can recall is being uh down in vegas at a red rock i remember yeah. red rock climbing yeah. trip mm-hmm. uh, we had a lot of the leaders that we we have with us today there we <laughs> We were harnessed, strapped, ready to go up this mountain. We were scaling, and then we were supposed to rappel down. <laughs> it was the scariest thing. Are you afraid of heights? I don't I'm love af- heights. I'm afraid yeah. of heights. I hate heights. Um, I love jumping off cliffs into water that I know I won't die. Okay, but got it. But it's a hard ground down there. Yeah. So, um, but I felt like this is it. On the edge of that cliff, 
if uh, that, that, that's it, this yeah. is it. I'm either going to do this and I'm going to trust the, the rope and I'm going to trust the people that have me on belay and uh, I'm going to learn from this one way or the other. There's no way out of this. Mm-hmm. I think that's when I truly learned in that scenario to trust the rope, trust people around me. And to put your butt on the line, right? Yeah. I was literally putting my butt on the edge of the yeah, cliff. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's interesting. I love that analogy. And I share that same experience with you. It was, it was awesome. But put your butt on the line. Learning takes place on the edge. On the edge. We, yes. we get so accustomed to doing the same things in our routines. We do it the same way. We do it the same way. We do it the same way. You know, the definition of insanity is doing things over and over and over, re- expecting different results. And rather than putting your butt on the line, going outside of your comfort zone where you can learn and maybe I'll fail if I go outside of my what, what's comfortable to me, maybe I'll fail. Well, if you have a failure mindset or not a producer mindset, then yeah, you, that may be scary. But if you're, you realize and recognize failure doesn't exist, learning only exists, then all of a sudden you can broaden that horizon and you become the best version of you by stretching yourself and putting your butt on the line. That's where growth happens. Yeah. Ships, ships weren't meant to stay safe at harbor, right? Yep. It's the stormy seas where That's right. the sailor learns how to overcome adversity, hardship. Mm-hmm. You know, I had, had a really hard thing happen in my life a few years back with my daughter mm-hmm. where she was in the hospital for three weeks, four weeks in a coma. And um, I've, since that time, I've never been closer with my wife. I've never been closer with my kids. I think you realize that things could be taken away from you, but it's all meant for our experience and lessons to, to enjoy through the journey and to find that joy in the opposition. Yeah. So it's the hardest moments where I feel like you really cherish the most. Um, people that win the lottery, another example, it's this money mm-hmm. that you didn't have to earn. Yeah. And um, I think the statistic shows that most lottery winners end up losing it in the next, like, short term in their life. Mm-hmm. How is that possible? Yeah, it's, it's really it's interesting. Crazy. Yep. So next key leadership principle that we, that we all know and love is trust yourself, trust others. Yep. Four trust fingers, yourself, trust, trust others. Trust yourself, trust others. Yep. I love that. It's like that rope. You got to trust that rope mm-hmm. to hold yourself off that cliff. Um, how do we, what is this principle about? To me, trusting yourself, we'll start there. Trusting yourself is about confidence. It's about your mindset. It's about your culture. It's about the principles of everything that we're talking about, because what we're saying here isn't you're perfect. It's not, you know, everything. And because you're so good, trust yourself. And because you're so knowledgeable, trust yourself. No, it's actually this. This is a journey of life. And we all have decisions all day, every day of things to do. Trust yourself. Trust your gut and go down the path. And guess what? If you come up short and you fail, or did you just learn? And that will propel you to the future heights in your future as a result of, of what happened behind you. We get so caught up in the here and now looking behind us of what just happened and it creates depression and anxiety that's an epidemic right now in our society because people are forgetting and we're only looking back on the past of the Instagram picture that happened in the past 
and, and we're not focusing out of this and looking to our future of what we're going to do and become and everything else. And that really comes from trusting yourself and trusting the journey and, and trusting your decision making. And then trusting others like we, we got to do it together. You got to get yep. side by side and trust people. But when it's hard, Mitch, what happens when you get taken advantage of or lied to or deceit happens? Because it'll happen to all of us. The do tennis- we stop trusting? The tendency is, yeah, the tendency is you stop trusting little by little. You kind of get whittled away by these people in your life that you gave that trust. And trust right. is a very precious thing that you can either give and or not and protect yourself and not be vulnerable. We yep. can choose to not be vulnerable. We could choose to hold that in and not trust. Or we can be vulnerable, mm-hmm. delegate that that certain task or responsibility out to our peers yep, and be vulnerable and be okay with it. If, That's if right. something bad happens, trust yourself, trust others and trust Stephen M. R. Covey writes a book called the speed of trust. Love the speed book. of trust talks about the trust tax and the trust dividend and how if, if we have trust working for us in a relationship with anybody that you've got a trust dividend. Yeah. But if there's not high trust, you have a trust tax and it slows you down and things become more costly and they move slower. And in our day and age, we can't afford to go slow. Things move so fast. You have to have high trust. You have to assume positive intentions of others and you have to move forward. And that, that doesn't mean not to verify. It doesn't mean to be, make poor decisions and just trust anybody. Yeah. What, it, what it means is trust yourself and your intuition and then trust those around you, empower them, and move forward. And, and don't look back. And if something bad happens, great. Learn from it and move on. I love that you can't have one without the other. If you just trusted others, you could be put in those compromising situations actually make bad decisions, right? Mm-hmm. But if you, if you just trust yourself, you're someone that has no followers. Yep. That's right. right. And that's not a leader. That's not. Right. So I, I also remember um, hearing from a a person that that has has had really good coaching in my life for me is texting. Yeah. The, the 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 whole thing around texting is really hard because you can't assume um, everything through that text, right? Yeah. Like you can't interpret everything is what I mean. That's right. Yeah. It's hard to interpret what just words mean mm-hmm. without an emoji. You have no idea <laughs> what you're what you're hearing. Um, but what I learned from this person was that they. Um, they told me you always assume positive yeah. intent, yeah. always. Mm-hmm. And that'll help when you respond to them. And yeah. that goes back to trusting others. It does. It's trusting. Most people don't go to bed at night and okay. think about the scheme of how they can take advantage of another person. And most people <laughs> don't wake up in the morning sure. thinking, oh, I'm going to go out there to the world and I'm going to try to make everybody's life bad. Inherently, yeah. there are there are not very many people in this world who wake up thinking that. I, but no. yet, lots of people wake up. Who's going to try to take advantage of me today? And yeah. and we get in this mindset. It's a cultural thing. Um, instead of saying no, we're going to go back to the core principles: trust yourself, trust others, assume positive intent. I like that. I like that a lot. So, the the last one, the one of our favorites. Yep. Be a day maker. All be five a day fingers. maker. <laughs> yeah, you kind of scatter sunshine yeah. with people around you. Um, it's that energy that you know people have that are giving to that room rather than taking. We've all met the energy vampires. Yep. And uh, they're just not fun to be around. No. So how do we become a day maker? 
don't be a daybreaker for starters. Okay. Uh, you know, when you, when, you, when you think about the opposite, right, what's a daybreaker? I'm going to go and break somebody's day. How could I do that? There's a lot of ways. But, but on the flip side, like how can I be a day maker? And I think leadership is all about that. How do I make somebody's day? That doesn't mean you can't have hard conversations either. You've got to be able to have hard conversations. You can have a hard conversation and still be a day maker because people truly know that you care about them. But being a daymaker is being a leader, and leadership is love and service. Being a true servant leader, that's what it is. And, and when you're serving other people, likely and usually you're going to be a daymaker. You're, you're serving them. You're helping them, and that's what leadership is. People think that the going up the corporate ladder and getting promotion is putting them on this pedestal and when I'm now better than people or whatever else. It's all a farce. Yep. It, 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 none of that is real. You're not better than any other human being. You now have more responsibility to serve everybody else around you. Your, your servant responsibility went up by being a leader. Now you have to find better ways to serve those around you. And look, if you do that and live that way, you'll live a happier, more fulfilled life. It's a recipe for joy. It's a recipe for progress and growth and development in your, in your, um, in your profession if you'll just be a daymaker, you know, it's so powerful. You know, one of the, one of the biggest daymakers that I, (laughs) that I've ever seen is Luke Luke Toon. Luke Toon. Yes. Yes. So the same person comes to mind. I, I think that's just a good example of, of how to be with others, like how to help others, how to, He's always looking for ways to brighten it. Everyone's genuine, day. authentic uh, person who truly cares. Uh, that yeah. that's real leadership. He's a good gift giver. Mm-hmm. He's very giving, generous person. Mm-hmm. I love generous people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just follow their trail and hope they leave some scraps behind for me. <laughs> so it's it's a fun it's a fun place to work when you have people that add to it. I've been a part of workplaces where. That wasn't the case. Yeah. Everyone's kind of quiet. Um, no one's really talking, and it's just like this life suck. Yeah. So, not yeah. not when you're around Luke. Not when it's you're around never, Luke. It's, it's always never, always good. It's but always, no, I I I respect the daymakers in my life, and hope that I can be a daymaker for some. I think it's a part of leadership. I think it's why it's one of the six key leadership principles. I think you become a daymaker if you practice those key leadership principles. If you could truly listen. And smile and look and yeah. just hear and understand. People just want to be understood. Mm-hmm. It seems to me like we all need those daymakers yeah. in our, our For lives. Sure. But For sure. So um, I love the the common language aspect of all this too. Hmm. When when you um, when we bring up these six key leadership principles. Because we've had experiences and we've seen it, it means something to me. Yeah, that's right. And when we start talking about it, it brings up a lot of the emotions of those experiences. And uh, and I really appreciate you as a leader, Doug, in my life, practicing and living these six key leadership principles and helping me learn how to do all these things because we're all in our own journeys. We all have ups and downs and I'm not the best version at all times. And it's good to have those examples to kind of lean on. Yeah, none of us are. And I come back to your first point on um, common language. We've created common language, right? Yeah. And and that common language, we've got these six key leadership principles. But in many cultures, there are. And part of culture, 
part of culture is communication, a big part of it. And part of that is what language to create triggers of action can we create? And you could call them a lot of different things. Put your butt on the line. You could talk about that in a lot of different ways, yeah. different words. But the idea is create language that promotes action, creates yeah. positivity, creates an environment of growing and becoming. And that's the idea. Creates positive emotion mm -hmm. and infuses yep. that with action. And then you start to get this belief. Yep. And it starts from that culture. common language. Yep. It, that creates culture. Yep. That's the framework. If you live by the framework, this construct of core values, you start creating a, a culture within wherever you are, your family. Culture by design, including what words that we use. Yeah. I love the, the BMW SUV example. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, when someone's being negative, you're driving your BMW. You're, you're bitching, moaning, whining. That's right. Versus driving your SUV. Your SUV. Which is serve, unify, and vision. Yes. So we lo I love that. And when you say it, you don't have to say the words. When you say, hey, you're driving your BMW right now, it's like trigger. I'm being a complainer. And then I'm, tr I'm trusting others that they have their best intent for me. Yep. And they want me to, to be positive and be successful. Yep. Exactly. So it's pretty, so good. It's pretty crazy how it all ties into culture. Yep. All comes back. So how do you, um, how do you see a culture of discipline um, versus a culture of, of not playing full out here yeah. at Legacy? Yeah, you know, that's a big one. That, that word, right? Think about it. A culture of discipline. Um, think about somebody and their eating habits, right? Is there a culture of discipline within a family and eating habits or lack of, lack of yeah, discipline? Like, 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 like uh, the thing, I, it's hard for me, right? I, I'll, I love sweets, especially this time of year, but it's like, can I be disciplined? And how do we create a culture of discipline regarding our work performance, regarding you do it, Mitch, you put your phone down when you go home. That's about discipline, right? And, and that's a culture, it becomes a cultural thing. And the very highest performing teams in football, in baseball, at a youth level, at a professional level, have a culture of discipline. What happens on the court? What what happens before before the season? After the season? Before the game? After the game? Like what work ethic is there? What discipline exists to push and to get more and to do more? And that that culture, once the culture is built, yep. now all of a sudden as a leader, the culture actually holds people accountable because that's the new standard, rather yep. than you having to come in with a yes. carrot or stick, yes. because you've put in the work to build the culture. It's, it's, they call it the flywheel. It reinforces it itself because you've built culture and that's where the accountability comes from. Cause I think it's, it, it's when that moment occurs, you stop managing and you start leading. Yep. It's, it's, you're not managing people, you're managing things, you're managing processes, you're, mm -hmm. you're managing systems mm -hmm. where, whereas people with bad culture, they manage the people mm -hmm. and it's, that's at that point, I want to quit. If yep. I'm being managed as a person, I want to quit. You want to be led. I want to be led. I want to be, I want to be led by example and I want to be served and I want to be listened to and heard. And, uh, I've seen leaders out there where they've, they've instilled this in their people and they've been able to duplicate that. I think true culture, true, great culture is you're able to duplicate yourself Yep. and help totally help agree. others 
develop other leaders. Mm -hmm. The multiplication effect instead of just yeah, that's what, that's it what it is. Uh, good culture promotes leaders, and leaders develop leaders. Now yes. you can have explosive growth. Uh, the twenty-one irrefutable laws of leadership talks about the law of multiplication. That's yep. it. It's it's leaders promoting leaders, promoting leaders, promoting leaders, and the culture has to be there in that flywheel uh, for that explosive growth. So start leading. Start yep. leading. Start leading by example. Love it. I'm gonna go lead. I like it. Let's, let's go. Let's, lead. let's go. Let's go, go lead. lead let's go build culture. Let's go live our core values. And and yep. I think Mitch, what this is all about how are we impacting other lives? That's that's my mission. Yep. That's what drives me as a person. Is not how much money is in the bank account or you know what accolades that I've gotten for, you know at work or any of that stuff. That's that's all surfacey stuff. What they're they're byproducts. What really matters to me and what drives me is, is helping people become the best versions of themselves as I strive to do the same myself. And that idea of impacting lives, just helping them find a little bit more joy, man, there's so much motivation that I find in that. And, and that's, that's my calling. That's my mission. That's, that's what I'm all about. And uh, it's, it's a joy to do this side by side with you.